note if you could put that up for me. The time is now to put God first. The time is now to put God first. What what does putting God first really mean in our lives? What does it mean? And I'm taking this from from a class I taught earlier for Recovery Road earlier this week. But often we we as Christians say, I'm putting God first. Or we tell others to make sure you put God first. We use the expression often without substance and a plan or really meaning it. Today I want you to think about what it means to put God first in your life. Ask yourself, what if? If you're struggling, if you're going through something, what if? What if I put him at the forefront of my problems and my issues? What if? If you could put Matthew up, Matthew 22, 37, please. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. Let that sink in for a minute. With all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. So, we all have priorities in our lives. We arrange our schedules. We arrange our relationships and our budgets according to their importance. But putting God first means we give him top priority over everything else. He is the principal figure in our lives and central to all we do and think. When we choose to put God first, we determine that he is more important than any other person, than any other thing that is in our lives. His word is more valuable than any other message, and his will outweighs all understanding. Amen? Noden, if you could put up the second one. Second pick. Yes, thank you. So I I was thinking, well, God, how can I explain what, what putting God first in your life really means? And I thought of Recovery Road. This is our our uh, sign, our, our symbol for Recovery Road. But I looked at the, the prayer, you know, him st- sitting in the middle of that. And, and what it represents... And what I see weekly, when somebody decides to put God first in their lives, how things can change and how it can come from destruction to a road to recovery. So it's firsthand. I get to see it all the time. We're blessed. Our team is blessed. So I, I, I said, you know, I'm going to put that picture up because that right there describes what putting God first and making him top priority in your life and how things can change. And note, if you could put up the second verse. Be persistent and devoted to prayer. Being alert and focused in your prayer life with an attitude of thanksgiving. How many of us can give thanksgiving today? Thankfulness. I'm so thankful. So today's devotion... So if you could lift your hands up with me. Repeat after me or with me. Dear God, today I want to put you first. I want to make you my priority. Many times I've fallen short from allowing you to lead my life. I want to include you at the beginning of my day and at the end when I lay my head down. Let me not slip into worship of anything outside of you. 
I dedicate my life to continue seeking daily relationship with you, Father. I will strive to follow Jesus' steps without total submission to the Father's will, service to others, and prayer. Today, I want to glorify the Father in all that he has blessed me with. I will include him in my daily thoughts to my nightly prayers. I will meditate on his perfect word and fill my soul with his divine promises. I will love God because he loved me first. Amen. Amen. Welcome, welcome. So today, let's, let's put our head down in prayer. Lord, we come to you today, God. We ask for your presence here today, Lord. We ask that you speak through our pastor, God, that you speak through our family, God, that every heart is acceptant, God, of your word today. Lord, I'm so thankful, God, that you've been a priority in my life, God, and I pray for others that you, be, be a, that you can be a priority in theirs, God, that we set you first when our day begins, God. We set you first when we have to make decisions. We set you first at the end of our day, God. Let no plan go without you, Lord. I'm so thankful, I'm so humble, God, to be part of this great mission, Lord. In Jesus' name, we give it all to you. And the crowd said, amen. walk around, say hello, and then come back and worship with us.
put your hands together. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy, worthy, worthy. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. That you would bear my cross. You lay down your life. That I would be set free. Jesus, I sing for all that you've done for me. Come on, put your hands together and let's sing Worthy is a Lamb. Thank you, Jesus. Worthy is a Lamb who was slain. Worthy is a King who conquered the grave. Worthy is a Lamb who was slain. Worthy is a King certain whether it's health issues or relationships or with enjoyments or things that we love it's just not certain one moment we can be here the next it's our life can be taken in a second but I know for a fact we know for a fact that God's certain God's always here for us and no matter what we do no matter where we're at in life he's always there for us
nothing I hold on to. There's nothing I hold on to. There's nothing I hold on. There's nothing I hold on to. There's nothing I hold on to. There's nothing I hold on. There's nothing I hold on to. There's nothing I hold on to. There's nothing I hold on. I will climb this mountain with my hands wide open. I will climb this mountain with my hands. I will climb this mountain with my hands wide open. I will climb this mountain with my hands. I will climb this mountain with my hands wide open. I will climb this mountain with my hands. I will climb this mountain with my hands wide open. I will this mountain with my hands There's nothing I hold on to There's nothing I hold on to There's nothing I hold on to There's nothing I hold on There's nothing I hold on to There's nothing I hold on there's nothing I hold on. There's nothing I hold on to. There's nothing I hold on to. There's nothing I hold on. I give it all. I give it all to you, God. Trusting that you'll make something beautiful. Come on, church, before you're seated, give the Lord a praise offering. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Before you're seated, tell someone next to you that you're glad to see them in God's house today. Let them know. You can be seated in his presence. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. I love that song. I love the... The message of that song. I know we're all climbing a mountain. I know it's hard sometimes, but God is faithful. God is faithful. How many of you guys feel like you're climbing a mountain lately? Huh? Climbing a mountain. How many of you guys feel like you're dragging somebody up that mountain with you? Your families, your kids, your spouse. And that's okay. 
I love that phrase. There's nothing I hold on to except for God. Amen. We were, we were praying that in our office before the service. We were just talking about all the things we're going through as a worship team. And we we're just saying, we just got to hold on to God. There's nothing I hold on to. If you hold on to anything else except for God, you will not be stable in this life. Because the Bible says the world will be shaken, but God cannot be shaken. So praise the Lord for that. Praise God for that. We're going we're gonna to give to the Lord. This is the time in the service where we give to the Lord. But I want to take a moment. I know, I know Pastor Bo, you know, we're excited about what took place um, yesterday. And, and he's going to share more about it when he comes up. But if you were, if you were here for the back to school bash or you saw it, how many guys just know that that was an amazing event yesterday and give the Lord a praise offering for that because it was incredible. So good. So good. And I want to share a scripture. Go ahead, put that scripture up. As we give to the Lord, it simply says this, do not neglect to do good and to share what you have for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. And that's a very simple scripture. God has called us to do good, to share what we have. If you've been blessed, God wants you to share that with others and to make a sacrifice. And that's what we do here. We do it constantly when we have our big events throughout the year. And yesterday was one of the biggest events that we do all year long. It was amazing. And I was walking around taking pictures of just everything I could, the the kids, the families, the, the school supplies. I was walking around and I was over by the big blue slide, the inflatable slide. And I was getting pictures of kids, um, and it was awesome. It was incredible. And there was this little girl that was about to come down the slide, and uh, she was about to come down, and I had my, my camera, and I, I took a picture when she was halfway down the slide, and I, it was in that moment I looked over. I noticed that her mom was trying to get her camera out of her, um, out of her purse and just couldn't get it in time. So I, I took the picture, and she, the first thing she did, she came over, and she said, did you get that picture? That's my daughter. I said, I think so. Let me check. And I, I looked at the picture, and everything was in focus. It wasn't blurry. I said, uh, how is this? She's like, oh, that's amazing. She's like, uh, um, you don't remember me, do you? And I looked at her, and I said, is this your daughter? I said, is this? Uh, uh, I, I was getting a little thrown off. I was trying to, how many guys know when you meet somebody, and you, uh, their face is familiar, but you don't know their name? And then she says, well, you could just send it to me, like, my num- like her number is in my phone. And I'm like, uh... I felt like I was on Wheel of Fortune. I was like, can I buy a a vowel or anything? Help me out. And she left me off the hook. She was messing with me. You know what she said? She said, you don't recognize me, do you? And I said, "Um, is this your daughter? I just kept trying to avoid all of the hard questions. Uh, She said, "Um, it's been a long time since I've talked to you, but this is what's incredible. She said, um, she gave me her number to send her that picture, and she said this, she said, this is the first year I've brought my daughter to any event that you guys have done as a church. But I, as a little girl, I've come to all these events. And I live here in the community. And she said, um, you knew me when I, was, when I was little and I was a little girl. How many guys know you're, you're, you're really old when you're meeting other adults? And they say, you knew me when I was a child. <laughs> Uh, I was like, how is that even mathematically possible? She said, I used to come to the after-school programs, and, and um, you and Jill, and she knew exactly. And I was just like, that's incredible. And she wasn't upset that I couldn't place, I knew her face, but I couldn't place her name. She said, um, it's the first year I've brought my daughter. She's like, I used to come to these, the, these events and the programs, and now I'm, I, can't, I couldn't wait for her to start school so I could bring her to get school supplies and come to these events. And I just thought that was so incredible. How many guys are blessed to see that, that, that we're reaching the community 
And I want you, that scripture that says that, I want, go ahead, put up that statement. No, didn't put up that, that statement. Listen to this, church. Your generosity can impact generations. Your generosity, that's what this moment is right here. Your generosity. You might not have had that conversation with that young mother the way I did in that moment, but because you give, because you're obedient to God and because you're generous, we're not just reaching people in the moment, but we're reaching your generosity is impacting generations. You are blessing children's children and their children, and we've been doing this for a long time, and here's the good news, church. We have no plans on stopping in Jesus' name. We have no plans on letting up. We're not going to stop until God calls us home, until the Lord returns for the church or God calls us home as individuals. We're going to keep working. We're going to keep loving. We're going to keep serving. But that blessed my heart. And uh, she was so grateful for everything that she did. She kept saying, tell the church thank you. Tell them not just thank you for today, but thank you for me. Thank you for, uh, she said, she said this one last thing. She said, you guys have always been consistent in my life. I could always go to the church. I could always count on what you guys do throughout the year. And it just blessed my heart so, so much. So thank you, church. Your generosity is impacting generations. So let's pray right now, church. Let's pray together as we give to the Lord. God, we thank you, God, that you've called us to do good, to share what we have. Lord, to to make these sacrifices in this moment. It's not always easy to give, God, but it helps us when we realize that it's our generosity. That's not just blessing people today, but it has the power, God, to go beyond that, Lord, to bless children's children, Lord. And we ask you to help us remember that, God. When, when it's hard to give or when it's not just about tithing or money, but our time and our effort and our energy or when we're tired or we're second guessing, should I go to that event? Should I, should I come be a part, Lord? Help us remember that we're not just doing it, God, uh, for the moment, but we're doing it for generations to come. So thank you, God. And we ask you to take everything that's given, Lord. We ask you to bless it. We ask you to multiply it and to use it for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As you give to the Lord, church, please take a moment and watch these announcements. The Thrive Church seniors are going to be putt-putting their way through Adventure Golf in Westminster Saturday, August 27th. The cost is only $7 per person. Sorry, kids, this is an adults-only event. Get more information and sign up at the kiosk in the lobby today. Also, seniors, don't forget to invite a friend to join you at our monthly senior luncheon. We're planning a delicious meal just for you. We'll gather in the community room at 12.30 p.m. next Sunday. The best part about it is it's free. Hope to see you there. Are you looking for a big return on a small investment? Bring your canned and dry goods to the cross in the lobby next week, the third Sunday of the month. Everything brought in goes directly to our guests at the food bank, so don't miss your opportunity to be a big blessing. Hey Thrive Youth, our meeting day and time has changed. Students ages 12 to 18 should make plans to join us every Wednesday at 7 o'clock p.m. in the community room, starting on September 7th. It's a great time to make lifelong friends and draw closer to God. Hope to see you there! Are you looking to get plugged into Thrive Church? If so, come out for our ministry and membership course, Paradigm. This is a four-week track that takes place on Tuesday evenings beginning September 6th. Dinner is served at 6.30 p.m. and class begins at 7 p.m. Child care is free. Sign up at the Guest Center today in the lobby.
real quick, church, this is important. How many guys watched the Bronco game, the preseason game yesterday? Come on, get excited. This is Broncos country. We had some Cowboys fan in the first service, and uh, we baptized them against their will. We had three special altar calls, and uh, we got it worked out. I see a Raider fan in here. All are welcome. All are welcome. But the reason I mention that is first we need to pray for our Broncos, you know, new coach, new quarterback, all that good stuff, new season. There's, it's it's going to be different this time, I promise. We're, we're going to see. Uh, but the reason I mention all that is because we have a very special friend at Thrive Church, and you guys all know and love him, but he's uh, next Sunday we're going to have a very special guest. Vance Johnson, one of the three amigos, is going to be here next Sunday. Next Sunday. And this, he's busy year-round. He's always busy. But we try to bring him out during football season. Um, and he's coming out this coming Sunday. I know it seems a little sudden, but this is what we want you to do. This is what we're challenging you to do. Many of you guys have heard Vance or seen Va- Vance here at the church. But we're asking you to make this an, uh, an evangelistic outreach and an effort to invite somebody to church who maybe hasn't... Um, who might know the Broncos or remember back in the back in the day, you know, with John Elway, Three Amigos, all that. Invite somebody out because they're going to be blessed by the testimony and by hearing what Vance is up to. He loves this. He really considers this like a, a home church to him. And we want to pack this place out. So if, if you want to wear your, uh, your Bronco uh, gear and just come on out next Sunday, it's going to be an awesome time. We don't worship the Broncos. We worship the Lord. But we celebrate what God is doing. And we celebrate that since 2013, Vance has found Jesus. He's been sober and he's been growing in his ministry. It's one thing to do it for a few years, but the fact that he's just almost coming up on his 10-year anniversary of uh, serving Jesus and being in the ministry, and it all started right here at our church. It's the first church he ever preached at or shared his testimony. So let's show up next Sunday in full force. If you wear another jersey, I'm going to give you a big hug. That might backfire. No, where the just just come and the important thing is to bring people, bring people who need to hear this message, and let's have some fun next Sunday. It's going to be amazing. So help us get the word out and invite people both services. And right now, I want you guys to do your very best. Welcome, Pastor Teresa. She comes to greet you. Praise God! Are you excited about the Lord? Amen. Amen. Yeah, bring some people out that need Jesus. I, what, what if somebody hadn't told me? You know, I was getting invited every single week to church, and I, and I fought it and fought it and thought I didn't need the Lord until I met him face to face, and then I realized how much I can't live without him. Amen? And you can't either. And so invite somebody that needs to hear a life-changing message so that they can receive Christ as well. If you are visiting with us at, at Thrive Church today, can you just wave at me? Just give me a little, yeah. <laughs> Good to have you all here. I see a lot of you here, and you're waving and pointing at each other. We welcome you. We know that you have a lot of places that you could choose to worship, and we are so grateful you're here. And so at the conclusion of today's service, as you exit the building, we have a um, welcome center right here, and we have a special gift for you. So just stop by and say, I'm visiting today, and they'll give you a gift, and it's really beautiful, and you'll have a lot of fun um, enjoying some of the homemade 
um, treats that some people have made for you. So make sure you stop by our welcome center. Um, Pastor Bo and I uh, were were, uh, excited that we are part of Thrive Church because we feel your prayers. Had kind of a, a crazy week. As a family, um, we've had a lot of interesting, not interesting, some things happen that have really challenged me in my walk with the Lord. Have you ever been challenged in the midst of adversity? You know, you know who you are when you're in the fire. You know, when it's all roses and good and everything. But you know who you are in the fire. Well, this week, um, the Lord really challenged me because my father... uh, we actually had a, a member of my family go home to be with the Lord. I had mentioned that to you a couple of weeks back. And then my father went in for a doctor's appointment. He's been having some serious health challenges. And my mother was in the hospital bed next to the room where he was at the doctor's appointment. But he went in and the doctor diagnosed him with Parkinson's disease. And so um, that was quite a blow to him, obviously right? That obviously it was a blow to him. But when I got home, they're like, you need to go in his notes. You need to look on his chart and, and help him, you know, to make some appointments and so on and so forth. I looked in the, the notes and in the notes for my father who had just got this devastating news, right? You know, they're like, well, I don't know if you're ever going to golf again. And I don't know if this is going to happen again. And These things may happen to your body. It says, Fred is a pleasant 86-year-old man with a great attitude, with a great heart, and a great sense of humor. And I thought, whoa. That's what they wrote on his chart. Then about 15 minutes later, I got a phone call from his heart doctor. He said, I just talked to your dad. Because we had, and we had a discussion about this uh, diagnosis. And he goes, and your dad, uh, his voice sounds strong. He was making jokes. He made me laugh. And he said um, some things that I was just like shocked at his attitude. Well, then um, I called Rylan up, my granddaughter. My granddaughter is now a registered nurse and begins her profession tomorrow at Good Samaritan Hospital. So I'm grateful. But I asked her a question. I said, when a patient or um, comes into the hospital or into a room, do they make notes about their character or their personality? And she said, absolutely. It helps us to treat them better, like... You know, they're cooperative or they're not cooperative or whatever. And so what happens is they put these notes in and then God spoke to my heart. Because, you know, he talks about how our names are in the Lamb's Book of Life and that he keeps notes on all of you. So when you face adversity, I'm going to ask you a question this morning. What are the notes that God is putting next to your name? You all said, ow. I just heard why, you. Why did it I get so quiet in here? audibly say, You're ow. all just laughing on, and then she says that, and everyone goes, You audibly said, ow. I don't know if you heard that on <laughs> Facebook. They all went, ow. Isn't it interesting that in the midst of the worst news and adversity that the notes next to my father's name were, 
He is a pleasant and a happy, that his attitude is good. And God challenged me that in the midst of the deepest, darkest valley that you and I might be going through right now, you might have gotten that report. You might have gotten that phone call that somebody yeah. passed in your family. But what was, what was your heart? Were you complaining? Were you frustrated? Were you aggravated? Were you angry? Were you throwing in the towel? Were you giving up in God? Or were you saying, you know what, God? No matter what storm I go through, this week or next week, I know you're with me. And you and I, hand in hand, we can face anything together. And I can face nothing apart from him. So this morning... I pray that no matter what adversity you pass through this week, that your little chart says you have a pleasant personality Uh, and that you're trusting absolutely in the hand of God. Amen. God bless you. Yeah, I love that. Come on, everybody. Put your hands together. Everybody on your feet this morning. Good morning, everybody. How you doing? I want you to turn to someone quick and just say, whoa, you look angelic. Yeah. Now go to your second choice and say, you look stinking awesome today. Go to someone else. I just love you. Come on, turn around. Spread out that love. Come on, everybody. Tell someone you appreciate them, you love them. Now give Jesus the biggest praise you have. Come on, is that all you have today? Come on, give it a shout. Come on, give it a shout. Yes. Yes. Yes, Lord. Come on, yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Wow, I can see someone in the back there saying, that guy's loud. You know, why are you making this clap? Uh, We don't do that in our church. Well, you're not in your church. You're here today at Thrive Church. One more time. Give Jesus a shout of praise. (laughs) Amen. Get your Bible out. You know, it's good. Remain standing. I know some of you are... You know, come on, remain standing just for a moment. I haven't seen some of you for a while, and I'm just glad you're here today. Visitors, thank you for being here. Thank you, Pastor Jake, for uh, all those announcements. Yes, Vance is going to be here. He, you know, we, be, we talk almost a lot every month. Let me just say every month we talk, and, um, and I just check on him, and he calls me Moses in his life. And it's not because of the gray hair. <laughs> but he just, he loves us. He loves you. And, and he just waits for the opportunity to come to Thrive Church. I pray about him coming back. And uh, I just wait for the right time for him to come. And this is the right time for him to come. And he's excited. And by the way, he's bringing another Bronco with him. And so uh, you'll find out who it is when you come. But uh, he's a... Uh, he's, uh, um, just uh, loves Jesus with all of his heart. And uh, so please come. Please invite at least two or three people, would you, to come. Did you make sure the people around you know you love them? Go ahead, turn, turn around one more time and tell the people you're around you love them. See, that's, did you tell someone you love them? I love you, brother. Love you, man. Love you. Love Gino. Hi, get over here, Gino. Give me some love. All right. And I, I love Lauren. You know that. 
Look how big that little guy's getting. Oh my gosh. Okay, everybody hug, hug from Pastor Mo. I love you all. And I haven't seen Gino in a while. And uh, Gino, uh, you know when you get back with your family, if you haven't seen someone for a while, isn't it awesome? Isn't it awesome to see him uh, here? And I want this place to be an atmosphere. You know, you can release something into the air. And one of the things that I want to do is I want you to feel the presence of God. Amen. I want you to feel. And you know how that happens? Is we invite the Lord in. We invite the presence of God into a building. You know, he won't come if you don't invite him. I wouldn't come to your house if you didn't invite me. Hello. But if you say you have smothered bean burritos, I'll invite myself. How many of you know my gift is eating? But I, I just, I want the, the atmosphere to be the presence of God. And where the presence of God, there's unity, there's freedom. And there, come on, there's love. Everyone say love. And that's important that we have that here today and that you sense that. Um, yeah, yesterday um, uh, was a big day. And uh, real quick, throw some pictures up. Yesterday was a big day, and I love these days, and I, I love to be here. And I always ask, what can I do? And they always say, Pastor, well, we don't want you to stay in one place. We just want you to go around and love on people. And, folks, when you give, this is what happens. And when you pray for us, you may not be, uh, you may not be able to come. But can I just tell you, your presence is here, you know, and we get to bless the community. Here's the cool thing. I watched people with my own eyes. I saw kids coming from the apartment buildings all around us. See, your pastor prays that God bring in people from the north, south, east, and west. Bring in the people that need a special touch of your love. I pray to the north, south, east, and west. I pray God bless the homes to the south of us. Bless the homes to the north of us. Bless the home to the east and to the west. Bless them. And I pray peace. Because see, I've learned something. There's power in my words. Come on, everybody, wake up. There's power in my words. So there's power in prayer. So when I pray those prayers, the, and it's the most powerful thing I can do, is pray for people. I may not see them, shake their hands, and or hug them, but I can pray a, a mile away and say, God, there's some people right over there I know that need Jesus, and I'm praying Jesus right into that home. Okay, I'm going to go to this bunch. You guys are good. You're scaring me over there. I Listen, I just, I, how many of you know we're making a difference in the community? <laughs> yes. All right, so everybody open your Bibles. If, you're, if you brought your Bible, your phone, don't sit down yet. Let me read this scripture. How many of you know God is faithful? How many of you can really say that you can honestly say God has been faithful to you? Yeah, God has been faithful. I'm going to challenge you today. To go back in your mind and remember what God has done. How many of you will give me about 15 minutes to minister? 20 minutes. All right. This, see, this bunch will give me two hours. I know. That guy was ready. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we're going to go to Romans chapter 8. So put your finger there. But can I read another scripture over you? Here it is. So go to Romans chapter 8, but I want to read another scripture. I'm not trying to confuse you, but this is important for you to see and hear this scripture. 
Because see, I believe in the power of prayer, just like I'm praying for the people in our community. See, I know God put, he deposited both Sosa here. It's not by accident that you're in the building today. Everybody look at me. It's not by accident. You're saying, well, so-and-so twisted my arm to come. She told me she was going to take me out to Taco Bell. And I, I love Taco Bell. Some of you say, well, I have a drug problem. My mama drugged me to church. I'm glad she did. Amen. Not by accident that you're here today. Because we're going to pray for you. See, I know that there's people in this room that need prayer. I do. I know that. And here's the scripture in Jeremiah 17, 14. So just keep your one finger right there. And I'm going to read this over you. In Jeremiah 17, 14. See, I want to pray for some people today. I, did, I was part of a funeral on Friday for the Armijo family. Uh, and Philip Armijo family. And my heart was so open and broken for them. 36 years old, Philip went home to be with the Lord. Okay, and I wanted to be there for him, and I got to open in prayer and speak a word over them. But look at this scripture, and it says, This heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. This is a prayer, this is a prayer scripture that you can bring it to the Lord when you're praying for people. And it says, Save me, and I shall be saved, for you are my praise. And I think I have a prayer list like you would not believe. And, and brother and sister uh, Pacheco, you're on my prayer list. I could show this to you that you're on my prayer list. I love you. I want God, just like this scripture, I believe the Bible is the Bible. I believe it's the word of God. And every word that God says is my word and your word. That if he says he'll heal us, he'll heal us. Come on, everybody. Come on. And if he says he'll save us, he'll save us. And so, I'm, would you just, anybody need prayer today, like Pastor Bo and Teresa? Anybody? Come on, raise your hand. Don't be shy in this house. Come on, raise your hand. Uh, yeah, I see you, Dad. Anybody? Look around. Look around at the people. Look around real quick. Come on. Why are you looking at me? Look around. Come on, man. Look at the people. So, real quick, when I pray, would you, if there's someone right next to you that raised their hand, would you take your hand and gently put it on their shoulder? We're going to pray together right now. Father, I read the scripture over our family, and I believe you did it. You want me to read that scripture. I sat in my office, and you directed my steps to this word today. That, Lord, as Jeremiah says, that, Lord, we can call on you and say, heal us. There's people that need healing in this room. God, I pray for brother and sister Pacheco. Moses and Marcella, Lord. I pray for them. I pray for Jesse's body. I pray, God, for my father-in-law, my mother-in-law. I pray for them. But God, not only do I pray for healing in people's lives, but God, I pray for those that need saved today. God, from destruction, I know that, Lord, that that you want to save them, that you want to turn their lives around, that, God, you want to do something good in their lives. God, people that have walked away from you, Lord, I pray right now that, Lord, that you will bring them back, bring them into your presence. Lord, I ask that. And I thank you, God, that you are touching bodies right here in this place. God, I pray for miracles, and I believe miracles can happen, God, at Thrive Church. God, as you answer our prayers, Lord, we open up our hearts to you. We open up this building. We open up the atmosphere, Lord, for you to move. And I thank you, God, that somebody needs to stand in the gap for someone today and believe for them today and release our faith, God, into the north, south, and east, and west, even in this auditorium. I release your presence. I release your love.
Someone needs to be loved today, God. And I pray for the ones on my left and my right. Lord, they're overwhelmed by things. I pray peace into them right now. I come against anxiety. I come against depression. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, clear out all the junk out of their mind. In the mighty name of Jesus, take out the darkness. Come on, somebody pray with me. Take out the darkness. Take out that sadness. Take out that gloom spirit. And God, give them a spirit of gladness in the name of Jesus, I pray. And I ask you, God, to save God's hearts today lives today rescue them so lord thank you for your word that says you will heal and you will save and god may you be our praise in jesus name and all god's people said amen and amen and amen you may be seated well i felt that today you know i i want to share something i don't know how far i'm going to get but i'm going i will share until that the Lord says stop and, and give out the altar call for people to come to Jesus. I know in every service there's people that have come that are wanting truth. During the services in between, I sit in my office and I, I go to Sunday school. And I sit and listen to my wife. And I listen to her teaching and she just... Uh, I am so grateful for her teaching downstairs and how she just just breaks the word of God down for people. So we're going to go to Romans 8, 11. Thank you, honey, for your teaching. Thank you for all of you that use your gifts. Okay, so my God is faithful. Say that with me. My God is faithful. And just maybe you're struggling with that today. And may I help you today? Just listen to Pastor Bo. I just want to give you a little boost uh, through the word of God and encourage you today. Here's the word of the Lord, Romans 8, 11. It says, and by the way, again, if you're a visitor here, thank you for coming. We're just glad you're in the, in the house with us. The spirit of God. How many of you know that's the Holy Spirit? And, and I, I, wanna, I think I said this last week. He's holy. He's holy. And uh, I'm glad for that. How many of you know we need more of righteousness and holiness? Anybody agree? Anybody agree? We just need, we need, a, we need a taste of that. We need to experience that. The cleansing of the Holy Spirit. And I told you so many times when I got saved, I just felt like the Lord just said strong to me. It was just like the Spirit of God was speaking inside of me. And, he, and I felt clean. Maybe you've not felt it. I felt so clean, you know, squeaky clean. Amen, all right? But it, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. I want to stop there for a more moment. When you accept Christ as your personal Savior, you're, you're, uh, the Holy Spirit comes into your life. And he's there to, to live in you. And he's the one that tells you, you know, when you do something wrong, you, when you goof up, anyone goof up, goof up this week and you felt bad? It's someone inside of you saying, stop it. <laughs> it's the only way I know how to explain it. But he's inside of you convicting you and convincing you that you jacked up. I don't know. I have any other words. Okay, so you, you mess up and it's the Holy Spirit in you. It's the Spirit of God and he's holy. And he's leading you into that righteous path. For his namesake. 
He's leading you. As Psalms 23 says, he wants you to live a holy life. He wants you to feel good when something, none of you would eat at a dirty plate. If you, I invited you over to my house and I was going to put a food on a dirty plate, you, you'd say, esta loco. <laughs> For you white people, you're crazy. <laughs> you, you wouldn't come back to my house. You know, you, you want food on a clean plate. And so God is calling us to live that clean life so that when people, you're around people, they can experience the, the, the freshness of God and that cleansing that only God can give, that freshness. Is everybody with me today still? Okay, good, good. So it says that who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. So the Holy Spirit, according to the scripture, you give your heart to the God, and who comes in? Everybody say this. The Holy Spirit comes into our lives. And it says, and just as God raised Christ, Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. The mortal bodies, and what he's saying to us is you could say healing, God is bringing healing, that, that, the same spirit that raised Christ. Christ died for our sins. He died on the cross. He was crucified. Cruel things was done to him. He died on the cross, and they laid him in a tomb, but he came back to life. What gave him that life? And everybody, it was the Holy Spirit. Amen. Resurrection life. And here's the cool thing. When I read this, and this is just me thinking, this is me, but I, I break down the word of God. God wants to give your mortal bodies resurrection life, new life, fresh life. I, 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 you know, I, I'm 67 years old, and I, 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 I realize that's pretty old. You know, when I was just 18, 21 was old, you know. I, I asked a gentleman, I was doing some business with him. I asked him how old he was, and he said he was over 50. And I thought, man, you look old. So as soon as I got in my car, I looked at myself. <laughs> but what I wanted to do is speak this word over my life, my brother. And there's something about resurrection life. There's something about that the spirit of God living inside of you. And I want to speak to some of you because you're speaking into your life. God wants to quicken this body. He wants to raise you up. He's got, he, listen, he's not done with you. He's given you a can-do spirit. Come on, somebody. That you need, you need to stop saying you can't because some of you have been saying that. Some of you saying, I can't do that anymore. I can't touch my toes. In Jesus' name, grab those suckers. <laughs> I didn't say that in the first service, Jake. I want you to remind yourself of how good God is and how faithful he is. You serve a God that does the impossible. You serve a great God. I want you to remember. I want you to remember what God has done for you in the past. 
And I need you to grab it again and say, if God did it then, he can do it today. Amen. I need you to speak that over your life. So say you're going to be all right. You can dance still. Amen. You can spin into the Lord. 67. Here it comes again the other way. Not bad for 67 years old, right? Now I'm dizzy. No, I'm not. I'm okay. <laughs> I just love that, that, that resurrection life. That's, that quick in this mortal body. I need to remind myself, and I want you to remind yourself, church, God's not done with Thrive Church yet in the community. God's not, he's one to continue to raise us up to believe for great things. Will you believe with me? Let, uh, listen, I know he's done great things in the past. I know that things of many people have got saved, but he's not done yet. And he can quicken this mortal body. I'm going to come say amen to myself. I love my preaching, amen. He's going to, he, listen, he wants to bring, he wants to raise us up. A new level of faith. Come on. A new level of vision. A new level of believing. Believing for my family. Believing for, that God can do a greater work. Are you with me, church? I want to believe that. I want to believe that I can preach better. I want to believe that the anointing in the building will be stronger. The love of God in the building will be stronger. King David. I think he was like Pastor Bo, and maybe I get it from him. But how he would speak over his life and remind himself, honey. Do you ever remind yourself of things that, you know, I did that, I can do it again. You know, just reminding yourself of what God has done in your life. And there's, there's places in the ministry, I've got to remind myself what I saw God show up at just the right time. And how many of you know God's timing is the best timing? Yeah. Praise God. Amen. That God's timing is always the right time. And when God showed up, some of you, you need to go back to that moment and remind yourself how good God is. And David does that. And go to 1 Samuel 17 or just write it down. I'll read it to you. They'll put it up on the screen. But David, I believe it was, it was like us today that he reminded himself because there was so much doubt around him. And he was facing a giant and no one would step up and, and face the giant. And I'm wondering, I know you have a giant in your life. And there's things that maybe are trying to pull you down. But I'm asking you today, quicken your mind. Let the Holy Spirit quicken your mind. Let the Holy Spirit quicken your body. And the things you said you couldn't do in the past, say, I can do it now. Can do. I can do it. I can do it. God, I can do it, Pastor Bo. Sometimes I'm up here and I just want to dance before the Lord. Jake, come up on the piano just for a sec. I know you're taking notes. You're good at taking notes. How you doing? You can do this. Give me one of those Israeli singing to the Lord. That key. You, you know which one it is. Do you know how many times I think of a David? And I, I think David is out on the, uh, on the battlefield or he's taking care of the sheep. 
and he's just worshiping God. And I believe that's where the spirit, see my name, my real name is David Wayne Sosa. I both came along when I was young, but David is my real name. And I think God, my mama and daddy gave me that name because I want the spirit of David inside of me. I think that song, singing to the Lord a new song. Singing to the Lord all the earth. Singing to the Lord a new song. <laughs> Singing to the Lord all the earth. Here we go. Dancing to the Lord a new dance. Dancing to the Lord all the earth. I'm getting into it now. Dancing to the Lord a new Okay, thank you, Jamie. That's okay, that's good, Jake. I'm sorry. I brought you all the way up here so you could play that. Amen. All right. You can go down and sit next to your sweet wife for about five minutes. Amen. All right. But David had to remind himself of who God, the faithfulness of God, everybody. And I want you to all just take a moment. Take a moment. Come on with me. I want you to go back and remind yourself of the faithfulness of God. But listen to this. Look at the scripture in 1 Samuel 17, 37. The Lord, and this is what he says. This is the, the declaration of David's words and, and how God quickened his mind. Yes, yes. And some of you need to quicken your mind, your, your, your thought life. Come on. You need to quicken your mind and say, I have, listen, God did it then. He can do it again. He can put the dance back in my feet and in my heart, a lion's heart, and believe in a boldness that, God, you can do all things through me. Woo! <laughs> he says, it's the Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion. And the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. Do you hear that declaration? He could have stepped back and said, you know, I'm just, I'll hang out with the guy saying, you know, he's too big. Let the enemy overtake us. But something's got to happen in the church today. Something's got to happen in the family today. Something's got to happen, everybody, in the men of God today. Like David. Listen, I remember when God saved me from that alcohol. I remember when God delivered me of the drugs. I remember when God set me free. And if he did it then, this enemy before me today, this, this apathy, whatever's going on in the church today, my God is able to get me through it again. Come on, family. Hey. That God's able. He said, and David says, if God help me get to beat up that lion, I wouldn't want to face a lion. Come on, somebody. Lion and a bear. He says, he will rescue me from this Philistine. Saul finally considered. He says, all right. Go ahead, he said. I feel like that's the Holy Spirit. All right. Come on, everyone say, all right. I believe it's the Holy Spirit saying, all right, to you. It's time for you to say it with your mouth. All right, you said it, it's done. It's going to happen. You want that to happen? You want to see your children set free? You get into that bold position. You call on me, the faithful God. I'm going to help you. I did it in the past. I will do it right now. I'm asking somebody to stand up and give a shout to God. Say, God, I'm with you today. I believe it today. Come on, give God praise in the house. 
Same spirit. Same spirit. Same spirit. He knew that was it. You may be saved. Inside of him. He knew that spirit. And I'm reading you today that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, that anointing, that presence of God. Everybody with me still? Come on, let's go, let's go. David reminded himself from, uh, about the faithfulness of his God. He reminded himself that God could do it again, that there's a fresh work to be done, that there's something that God wants to do, and it's the spirit of God inside of him, and it's the same spirit family that's in you today. Everyone say, God is great. Say, God is faithful. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hands have provided. Great is his faithfulness, Lord, unto me. God is great and greatly to be praised. So what is God saying to the church? He wants to raise us up. Put up that first note that I gave you. God will raise you up in order to take you where he wants you to go. God wants to. His desire is to take you and place in you the faith in God, knowing that he's faithful to every one of us. That spirit of new life is abiding in you. If you've given your heart to God, that get up and go spirit is inside of you. Is your, faint, is your heart fainting within you? Or have you stopped? You're not persistent anymore? You've fallen short? Is your faith, has that calmed down? Is it cool today? I'm speaking to the church at Thrive Church here today. And I'm, I'm speaking to you, say, get back to believing that God is able. There's nothing impossible with him. God is faithful to every one of us. Let me give you a point. God's faithfulness, God's faithfulness. See that same resurrection life. Believing that God's faithfulness acknowledges, having that inside of you, acknowledges and remembers God's faithfulness, number one. God's faithfulness. God's faithful to every one of us. Let me, let's go to John 11. And I, I want to read portion of this story of you of the Lazarus. How God showed up and how God performed a miracle. And I don't know about you, but I need some miracles in my life. Let's read the word of God and let's see what it speaks to us this morning. John 11, 1 through 4. And a man named Lazarus was sick. He lived in Bethany with his sisters, Mary and Martha. This same Mary was who later poured the expensive perfume on the Lord's what? Feet and wiped uh, them with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was sick. So the two sisters sent a message to Jesus. Who did they call on? Who do you call on when you need a miracle? Really? I hope so. I hope that you go to God because he's faithful and he wants you to call on him. And he wants the spirit of God to rise up within you to say, you know what? There's nobody else that will turn this around but God. But God. So the two sisters sent a message to Jesus telling him, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. In the New King James Version, it says, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. 
I want to stop there for a moment and tell you God loves you and he knows right where you are. And he knows if you need some love or a miracle. He knows your position right now. He knows if you're sick in your spirit. He knows if your heart isn't right. I love what Teresa said if, about her father-in-law. What, what are people writing down about you? The people that are close to you, what are they, what are they saying about you? He knows that part of your life. And it, it's time for you to separate yourself from that old person and that old man and let Christ do a new work in your life. You call on God. But when Jesus, verse 4, but when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus' Lazarus's sickness will not end in death. No, it will happen for the glory of God so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. A story I need to tell you that I was raised as, a, as a, a small boy in church. I remember a lot of the songs that we sing. I remember as a boy singing them, Victory in Jesus. I know we don't sing them here in this service, but a lot of the hymn songs, I, I would sing them. A lot, even other songs that we don't even sing. I remember those songs because I think of that, that spirit inside of me of David, of the worshiper. I just remembered them, a, a lot of those songs. So in, in, when I was a, in elementary, John, I, we went to church, and I loved going to church. I remember in Sunday school, that's where I gave my heart to God at a little four-square church in Longmont, Colorado. I gave my heart to God, and I remember the teacher gave me a little uh, picture of Jesus with a cross, that the cr- cross glowed in the dark. And some of you have heard this story, and I put it above my bed, and at night, if I ever was scared, I'd turn around and look at the cross, and I'd say, Jesus got me covered. But I gave my heart to the Lord. But in, in my junior high, in my junior high and, and senior high, I left the Lord and we didn't go to church. And I, I just, we didn't, we just, but the, it was instilled in me, those songs and the stories of Jesus. And there was times I reminded myself of those times. So you got to remind, you have to acknowledge God's faithfulness. You have to acknowledge that God is faithful, that God is good. You have to remind yourself of those things. So later on, I, I wasn't going to church. And I'm glad there's people watching this. You need to hear this that are watching online. But we were going to church, stopped going to church. In the high school, then that's where I met Teresa. You know, and I, I'll never forget the first time I saw her. You know, I thought, híjole. I'm sorry, that's the only word that came to my mind. Is that okay to say in church raising, Jesse? What do you mean, no? I don't know. I don't know. It just came to my mind. And for you white people, it's, wow! <laughs> that was funny, Jill. <laughs> and, and I, I, you know, I, I, we got together, got married, gave the vows. I remember her walking down the aisle. I was 19 and she was 18, knowing that I was going to have her in my life the rest of my life. You know, I, I just knew. I fell in love with her. And, and years, a few years, I kind of become a knucklehead. Do you know any knuckleheads? Don't look at anybody. Yeah, yeah. Two years, one year. I'm telling the story, huh? Don't say... Well, Okay, she's right. One year into the marriage. 
Didn't take long, everybody. But people would, would say, hey, let's, let's go fishing. I'd, I'd go fishing, go boating. And Jake, I wouldn't come home for two days. And I, I was, I'm telling the story, brother. Started to drink, not going home. And she was always faithful. Men, aren't you thankful for your faithful wives? You had an opportunity. Come on, someone shout. Are you thankful for your faithful wives? And, and, and uh, I, I just kept doing it. I kept doing it. Everyone say God is faithful. See, if God is faithful, he's put that resurrected spirit inside of you, the same spirit of Christ. Are you faithful? Amen. And so... And so uh, I uh, was doing that, and I come home for the weekend. It's probably on a Sunday, and we're together, and we were at, a, I think, a barbecue or something. We're headed back to the house. She said something. Some of you have heard this, but it's good to repeat this because I'm talking about God's faithfulness. See, God still loved Bo even though I left him. And his word that he tucked in my heart years ago was still there. And the same Holy Spirit was still moving and he still wanted to get my attention. You understand what I'm saying? And so I, we're driving and, and Dan, Teresa says this to me and we're driving and we're kind of having a, a little battle. How many of you have ever battled with your wives? You chickens. We were kind of fighting and she says this to me. She said, she said this, she said, Bo, I like you, but I don't, she, no, she says, Bo, I love you, but I don't like you. And see, before I had, I, I, I had, I battled with jealousy and anger. I had an anger problem, okay? And so we're driving south on, on County Line Road out of Erie, and I hit the brakes. <laughs> Threw the car in neutral, got out, slammed the door. Brother Pacheco, I took off and I said, I'm done. I said, you can have this car, just get out of my life. And so I, 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 I slammed the door and I started walking. 20 feet from the car, the Holy Spirit. Well, Pastor, well, you said you were heathen, you're drinking and everything. I'm just telling you, the Holy Spirit's got your number. He can still speak to you when you, even when you're not a Christian. He can speak to you even when you're playing games with God and his word, Jake. He can, he can still speak to you when you're not serving him like you should, when you're not praying like you should, when you're not going to church like you should. And I got 20 feet, sir, from my car, and, I, and God said, you stop right now. You know, I was a hothead Mexican. Nobody can tell me what to do. But I heard that voice, honey. He said, stop and get back in that car. And when I heard that voice, there was no arguing with him. I turned around and I got, and I'll never forget it. It's like, it's, it was like, it was yesterday. I got back in the car because of all that, that spirit that will quicken my mortal body and it needed it at the time. And, he, and I looked at Teresa and I said, baby, we need to get to God. Yes. Yes. Amen. 
And some of you need to get back in the car. And Pastor Bo is a voice that's speaking to you. It may not, you're not thinking it's all thunder like God, but today I pray that the words I'm saying to you are as strong as what I heard 20 feet from my car. You get back, you get back to your family, you get back in your marriage, you get back into that relationship and you stop messing around because I can quicken that and I can help it and I can heal it if you'll allow me to do it in Jesus' name. Put up the second point. Could uh, Ian, you want to go up to the, yeah, could you go up? God's ways are faithful. God's ways. You know, when he was standing in front of the tomb, what did one of the sisters say? It was Martha. He's been in there for four days, and man, he stinks. And the word of God was screaming to me in my office, our sin is pretty smelly in the presence of God. Our lives aren't. Welcome home, Art, from your honeymoon. Good to see you, man. You know what separates us from the beauty of God, Jake? You know what separates us from the presence of a majesty, peace? It's a sin in our lives. And don't sugarcoat it anymore. I know Christians like to sugarcoat things anymore. Either it's, it's sin or it's not. I'm going to amen myself. That was pretty good, Pastor. Oh, amen. Either it's sin or it's not. Black or white. And when she said that, it leaped off the page to me. And he's been there dead. Are you telling me that that, that person that's been in their sin for that long, Lord, you can quicken them, you can bring new life to them, raise their mentality up again, their spiritual lives again. You're telling me uh, that both today, that there's people that have been living uh, two ways of living, that you can change your life. I'm telling you today, my God can do it. And Jesus did it, and it's in the Bible so he could prove it to you. That you don't have to play games anymore. It's not just an act. Oh, I'll go to church. Just keep my my wife's mouth shut. I'll go sit. I'll still do my stuff. God says, no. No, you belong to me. You belong to me. Doesn't matter how long we've been in it. You belong to God. You belong to God. Tell someone you belong to God. Today, today you belong to God. He knew you in your mother's womb. He had plans for you when you were there. You weren't a mistake. God loves you. And when you were born and you cried out to God, that first cry was God giving him praise because he gave you life. He loves you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm done. And Jesus spoke to Lazarus. Come out of there. And pretty soon they rolled the stone away. They called him out. And he come out and he had grave clothes on. He was all wrapped up. And I could see him just bouncing out. 
And there were people thinking, you know, thinking, ah, he ain't going to come out. He could heal that person or that, but he ain't going to come out. And, you know, there's some people thinking that you will never change. But if you let God come into your life, you will change and be a different person. Come on, everybody. Amen. <laughs> and you know the beautiful part of that story is that God didn't unwrap him. He let the people around, the sisters, and he told them, you unwrap him. And you people that have been praying for people, what you've been doing has been praying for a miracle. And you've been unwrapping your family members, every prayer that you've been praying. And every time you invite them to church, you're unwrapping them. There's a miracle. There's a miracle inside of you. Believe him. Just believe him. Would you bow your heads this morning? There's a miracle inside of you. And God wants to unwrap it in such a peaceful, beautiful way. I just want you to close your eyes today and and just believe that God can quicken your marriage in Jesus' name. He can change it if you let the Holy Spirit in. He can change you, sir. He can change you, ma'am. He can change you that... To, to the place where you'll see yourself in a month and you'll say, I, I can't believe what God has done in my life. Ma'am, he can change you. He can, he can just transform your life and make something so beautiful of your life. But if you're here today, can I invite you today by the lifting of your hand and say, Jesus, I need you right now. I need you in my life. I am, I am spiritually, I'm sick. I'm not where I should be. So, Lord, I need you. I'm going to invite you into my life. And, Lord, would you change me from the inside out? But if that's you today, I just want you to raise your hand. Say, Pastor, but would you lead me in that prayer of salvation? I need the Lord. I need changing. I'm, I'm, there's things going on in my life. I'm destroying things that you've blessed me with. I'm, everything's being taken from me. I need change, God. I need you in my life. If that's you today, would you raise your hand on the count of three? Just get it up as fast as you can. One, two, three. Raise it up all over. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for doing it. I want everybody to stand this morning with me. God bless you. God bless you. Jill, could you come up? And I want you to sing a song, you and maybe Pastor Jake, whatever works for you. And this is what I want to do. Because I know it works. Everyone said it works. It works. It works. And I hope today the message has stirred something in you. He's quickening you. Hello. And he's bringing new life in you. And he wants to bless you. But if you raise your hand today and you said, Lord, everybody look at Pastor Bull. Don't look around. And the Holy Spirit's been trying to quicken your life. And he's, and he's been speaking to you. And you raised your hand. Maybe you didn't raise your hand. Can I meet you right here at this altar? This works, everybody. That's why we do it. And if you raise your hand, it doesn't matter if it's one, two, three, four, ten people. I want you to get out of your seat. And family, would you put your hands together and encourage these people to come forward? Come on, everybody. If you raise your hand, would you come? Would you come right now? Come on, everybody. Don't stop clapping. Pray them in. Clap them in. Say, God, you're good. God, you're good. Come on. Come on. Bring them with you. Bring your family with you. See, we're going to serve God. We're going to walk in this thing together. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come on. 
Amen. Don't stop clapping. If they're still coming, come on, encourage them. God, baby, bless you. Bless you. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? I know it's a walk. I know it's tough. I know it's hard. I know it's hard to walk down the earth. Some of you are fighting it. Why does he do that? It's this time, if you don't do it right here in this auditorium, you'll never do it outside these walls. And it has to start somewhere. I love you, but I want to be honest with you. It's got to start somewhere. You saying, I'm going to deny myself. And I'm going to follow Jesus. That's why I do this. Not to embarrass anybody. This is not a show. Do you understand? This is life and death. Everybody look at me. This is life and death. In 1976, when I came to the altar, at that moment, God did something inside of this guy that I couldn't do on my own. I needed change. I was destroying my marriage. I couldn't keep a job. My mouth was getting me in trouble. My actions were getting me in trouble. I was turning into an alcoholic. In fact, I knew I was. But it was Jesus. And coming to an altar. So if you're out there, I just want you to come. This is not for anybody else but you, baby. For you, son. There's a teenager in this room today. Everybody look at me. God has his hand on you. And many times he's been speaking to you about a calling on your life. And people have even said to you, There's, God has his hand on your life. There's a calling. And you're afraid of it. You've been running from it. I want you just to make a bold statement to the devil and the lies. See, Satan is the father of lies. And some of you have bought into the lie that God can never use you. But I'm telling you today, God loves you. And he has a call on your life. A young man, a young woman, you're here today and God has his hand and you know it. It's time to surrender to the calling of God. I want you to come. It doesn't matter where you're at in this auditorium. I want you to come. Every head bowed. I want us to say this prayer. I want you to come if that's you. A young man, a young lady. I know I'm speaking to someone in this building today. You you know there's a calling on your life. I just want you to step out and be bold. You can come at any time, any time. You come to me any time and talk to me. But I want everyone to say this prayer. Dear God, thank you for speaking to me today. Coming into my life, Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. You are the Prince of Peace. I need your peace. You're the God of love. I need more love. Thank you, Jesus, for coming into my life and giving me a new start, a new beginning. I surrender to you today. Everything that I am, I now belong to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen. Come on, everybody. Let's celebrate this right now. Come on, let's celebrate in a big way. Now, I want to tell every one of you that's a new beginning, okay? This is a new opportunity, a new start.
And the best way to do it is just come hang out with us on Sundays, would you? And just stay with the family. Because you know what? We want to be a blessing to you. Right now, someone's giving you a little booklet. Son, I want you to fill that out. Please, find a pen, fill it out. Give it to one of the ushers, would you please? And what we want to do for all of you is just give you a jingle and encourage you. Because you know we all need encouragement. Hello, everybody. How many of you know we all need encouragement? We all need it. And so we just want to encourage you. Fill it out. Baby, how old are you? Run up here real quick. Come on, run up here. Son, you run up here. Come here. Run up here. Don't you love it when this happens in church? Come on, encourage them. Encourage them. What's your name, son? Gabriel. You look like an angel. Amen. What's your name? Amanda. Amanda. You're Amanda the angel. Okay. I'm very proud of both of you. Just do Pastor Bo a favor. Stay with Jesus. You're so beautiful and so young. And God's got a plan for your life. Do you believe it, everybody? I love you both. You can go back down, Gabriel and Amanda. For every one of you. Let's close in a word of prayer. And please fill out those cards. Give it to an usher. Go to our guest center. Everybody, thank you for coming today. Thank you for coming. Thank you for prayers. Thank you for just being in the family of God. Can I just tell you, healing is still happening in the building right now. I need to tell you that there's healing still happening in the building today. Mind, soul, spirit, body, healings are still happening. Lord, I pray right now. And God, we thank you for resurrection life. Thank you for quickening our mortal bodies. Bring a new life to our minds and our hearts. Lord, we do come against the devil in Jesus' name. And I cover the family of God at Thrive Church with the blood of Jesus. Amen. I ask you, God, to keep speaking peace into us. Speaking life. Bless each one. And I want everyone in this building to know that you love them. You're not against them. And I love them more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you, each one. Love you. Thank you for coming to Thrive Church. Be a blessing to each other and say hi to each other as you leave.
And you say Doesn't matter where you've been Doesn't matter what you've done Doesn't matter where you're from All I wanna give you Give you is my life
God, you have never failed. You won't start with me. You're present in every step, patient in every heartache. God, you have never failed. Hola, te habla Tania y te invito a sentir la presencia del Señor en holyradio.org. Hi, this is Devious Dan on Holy Radio, holyradio.org, and I'm coming to you with the verse of the week this week. Today, I'm going to be reading Psalms 100, verses 1 through 5. I love this passage. I learned this passage back when I was a young lad, back in elementary school, first grade, many years ago. But this is one of the passages I memorized from the Old Testament that I love. So Psalms 100, verses 1 through 5. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and praise, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures forever. This passage reminds us to be thankful, to shout, Make a joyful noise, as some translations say. King James Version says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. And yes, we may have joked about this when it comes to singing in church. But the Bible says to make a joyful noise. But it does. It does say make a joyful noise. Make a joyful shout. Shout unto God. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise God. That's why it's so important we praise and worship when we worship we praise but it also reminds us to be thankful to enter his gates with thanksgiving and praise we need to be thankful because he saved us because he loves us 
Be thankful. As we come up to Thanksgiving, remember to be thankful. This is Devious Dan coming to you on Holy Radio, holyradio.org. And this is my verse of the week. Welcome to your Christian music station. This is Holy Radio.
where there was a secret chord That David played and it pleased the Lord But you don't really care for music, do you? Well, it goes like this The fourth, the fifth The minor fall and the major lift The baffled king composing Strong, but you needed proof. You saw her bathing on the roof. Her beauty and the moonlight overthrew you. Well, she tied you to a kitchen chair. She broke your throne and she cut your hair. And from the lips she drew the hell. Pretend I'm far away from the past 